Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Tuesday, July 19th. Coming up, we'll hear from a major Republican contender in Missouri's race for an open U.S. Senate seat. But first, some headlines. A Kansas lawmaker wants the state to be more transparent when trying to lure companies with economic incentives. Blaze Mesa of the Kansas News Service reports that comes after a deal to attract a $4 billion battery plant to DeSoto was crafted in secret. A panel of legislative leaders discussed the final details of the deal at a meeting behind closed doors, which drew objection from Associated Press journalist John Hanna and got this response from Governor Laura Kelly. I'm sorry, you're out, you're out, you're out of order. Kelly says the secrecy was needed to get the deal done, but Republican Representative Tim Johnson says the state should have been more transparent. People have a right. It's, if this doesn't work, if something goes wrong, the taxpayers are all going to pay for this. Johnson's district includes the proposed location of the plant, but he did not know it was coming until seeing news stories. The Mid-America Regional Council has issued an ozone alert for today as temperatures climb into the triple digits. Air Quality Program Manager Karen Clausen says ozone alerts happen when extreme heat and sunshine interact with chemicals from cars and power plants, making it harder to breathe. That ozone is produced by a reaction between sunlight and emissions that in our area mostly come from vehicles. Poor air quality can cause stinging eyes, shortness of breath, chest pain, wheezing, and coughing. Clausen says people should reduce the amount of driving and activities like mowing or grilling to reduce ozone production. More than 5,300 votes were cast in Johnson County on Saturday in the first day of advanced voting for the August 2nd primary in Kansas. County Election Commissioner Fred Sherman says it's a significant increase over previous primaries. Normally, the county sees about 25 percent of voters come out for primaries, but this year they predict that will rise to 65 percent. We're not seeing quite the turnout we saw in the fall of 2020, but we are seeing pretty much a significant voter turnout for particularly an August primary. Sherman says the constitutional amendment on abortion and the race for county commissioner are driving voter interest. And artist Klaus Oldenburg, who helped create the shuttlecock sculptures at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art, has died at the age of 93. NPR reports the Swedish-American artist was a major figure in the pop art movement. The shuttlecocks and many of Oldenburg's other works were a collaboration with his wife, Kosha Van Bruggen, who died in 2009. U.S. Representative Vicki Hartzler of Western and Central Missouri is among 21 Republicans running for the open U.S. Senate seat in the state. The person who wins the Republican primary on August 2nd is likely to take the general as well. KCUR's Up to Date invited the three top polling GOP candidates onto the show, but Hartzler was the only one who agreed. Here's an excerpt of her conversation with Brian Ellison. So those other two in the race who are right there at the top of the polls along with you are uh, Missouri's Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Missouri's former Governor Eric Greitens. Why do you think it's been so difficult for folks to make up their mind among the three of you? 
Well, the other two, Eric, started off with name ID across the state because they'd been statewide office holders. And so I've only uh, represented 24 of our 114 counties. And so uh, it's been a, a, a goal of mine to get out all over the state and to meet more people. And I've been so encouraged by the people who've come alongside. We're the only one that's been moving up in the polls. And as you said, uh, we take, took the lead in the polls a couple of weeks ago. And so I feel like the more that people get to know me and these uh, undecideds, then they're going to come alongside me and see that I am one of them who has shares their values, who's been getting things done. And uh, we look forward to having them come alongside. I want to lead a movement of Missourians to take back our country because the Democrats in control right now of our nation have led us into crisis. We have an economic crisis, a moral crisis, a national security crisis, an energy crisis. And I have the experience of and ready on day one in the Senate to help turn things around and to help Missourians. Well, let's talk about some of those issues, uh, what, what these areas you've identified as crises facing the American people. Let's talk about the economy, for example. Sure. Uh, we obviously are enduring uh, high uh, inflation rates, the highest yes. in 40 years. Uh, we're seeing uh, a tanking stock market. Uh, what would you do on day one to address the economy should sure. you be elected to the U.S. Senate? Well, what's so sad about this uh, Biden inflation is that it's caused by the poor policies of this president and the Democrats, and that is the definition of inflation is spending money, uh, too much money following too few goods. And these massive spending packages that have been pushed through the House have caused this inflation, plus the supply chain uh, problem that people have been staying home. So we have too few goods being made. Uh, so what we need to do is stop spending money we don't have and get people back to work. And I would add, address the supply chain issues by having more truck drivers help with CDL licenses, address the issues at the ports, and make things back here in America. I had a bill before COVID to bring back our pharmaceutical production to America because a another member of Armed Services Committee and I had found out all of the medicines going to our troops we're coming from China, and they're our number one adversary. So President Trump stood up uh, part of my bill and used the Defense Production Act to start bringing that back here. But we need to be making our, uh, more computer chips here, rare earth minerals, all kinds of goods, and that'll help as well. Do you feel like the, your, your ways of addressing the economic situation really distinguish you from your Republican opponents in this race, or is this an area where you as Republicans all see eye to eye? Well, I have, once again, the experience. They may have share my ideas that we need to quit spending money, but I've been there. And as a small business owner, I know how to create jobs. So that gives me an advantage there. They're both attorneys. You know, um, I've signed the front of a paycheck and, and not just the back. And that that matters. I voted for the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that fueled our economy and had we had record uh, wages and record employment because of that. So I have that direct experience. Plus, a big part of fixing this inflation is making us energy independent and mm -hmm. embracing the energy that America's been blessed with. And I've been there in Washington fighting for that. You mentioned national security as another area of crisis. You, of course, serve on the House Armed Services Committee. You're a, a ranking Republican on one of the subcommittees. 
you said yesterday you won't support the National Defense Authorization Act. That's the big annual budget bill to support the military. How come? Yeah, that was a that was a tough vote. It had a lot of good things in it, but sadly the Democrats put a bunch of amendments on there that had nothing to do with the national defense, and they refused to allow Republicans, including myself, to offer some amendments that I thought were very uh, common sense, such as allowing our troops to stay in the service if they have uh, a, a natural immunity. Um, and so because of that, I felt like we needed to go back and they needed to uh, allow all amendments to go on, and it should be just defense-related. Uh, now, it's going to go to conference, and in the past I've been a part of that conference committee with the Senate. I hope that we'll be able to work that out and ultimately have a bill that I'll be able to support. I mean, voting against that act means you're voting against a number of items that actually, uh, I think, in your own statement, yeah. say benefit Missouri. Uh, no, that's Things true. at Whiteman Air Force Base, yeah. Fort Leonard Wood. Well, it wasn't to totally kill the bill. It was to go back and to renegotiate and to get allow us to get some of those amendments that were very popular and that weren't, we weren't even allowed to offer those. So, you know, I, I've been a fighter for our national defense and, and have helped rebuild our military. When I got there under President Obama, uh, it had been decimated because of the cuts and such that only about 50 percent of our military aircraft could fly. Only four out of 48 combat brigade teams could fight tonight. I've been very focused on China and they have increased their capabilities such that they have met our abilities and surpassed us in some areas. And so because of my work and uh, my outspokenness against them, they've actually sanctioned me. Where both the other Eriks have pandered to China, I've been sanctioned by them. And I think that also distinguishes me uh, from them. And, and I'm the person that we need on day one be to be in the Senate because I understand the national mm -hmm. security threats our nation is facing right now. One of the issues that has really shaped this race uh, on the home front is the Supreme Court's decision in uh, uh, in the Dobbs case uh, that overturned Roe v. Wade. Uh, Missouri, of course, is one of the handful of states where abortion became immediately illegal the day of the Supreme Court's decision. Uh, as of now, abortion's not allowed in Missouri, even in cases of rape and incest. Representative Hartzler, do you think Missouri has that right? Yes, the Supreme Court said it should be up to the elected representatives what that policy should be, and that was the right decision. It should have been made in 1973 by some unelected uh, judges at the Supreme Court. But do you think Missouri has it right in not oh, allowing right. abortion except in cases of rape and incest? No, I do, because we support life. and I'm every sorry, life even in cases of rape and incest. I, I misspoke. <laughs> even in cases of rape and incest. That's a, such a heartbreaking, you know, choice. There is no really good answer in a case like that. And being a former teacher and a mom and a woman, uh, my heart breaks for anybody in that situation. But in that situation, I would say that no child deserves to die because of the sins of their father. And, uh, you know, that child has a, a, a purpose and a plan just like any other baby. And it deserves to live. But we also, my goodness, must come alongside and support that mom during that pregnancy, if she wants to parent it, we should support her in that. If she wants to make an adoption plan, we should support that as well. Because I know that there are many, many couples out there that would love to provide a forever home and love for that child, no matter how it was conceived. That was U.S. Representative Vicki Hartzler, who is running for U.S. Senate in Missouri. You can hear her entire conversation with Brian Ellison at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. 
Tomorrow, we'll hear from local women about their abortion stories. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Thank you.